Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 175th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. And today we have the final hand of the $5,000 buy-in World Series of Poker six-handed event that we've been going through over the last month or so here on Weekly Poker Hand. A lady in the cutoff, who I'm going to presume is the same loose, aggressive French lady from about four or five episodes ago, raises it up to 45000 at 10,000, 20,000 with a 3,000 ante. And I'm on the button with ace jack of clubs with a 447,000 stack. So about 22 and a half big blinds. Now, in a previous episode, I had this exact same spot where the cutoff raised and I decided to just call with ace jack suited. In that scenario, we had about 35 or 40 big blinds, whereas here we have 22 big blinds. So should we play this hand differently? simply because we have a shallower stack. A lot of players, actually I'd say the vast majority of poker players in the world, not good players of course, but the vast majority of poker players in the world would play this hand exactly the same way in both spots because they see the cutoff raise and we're in the big blind. So we either need to re-raise or call with this hand because that's just what you do. But a long time ago in my first book, Secrets to Professional Tournament Poker, I outlined how to play based on various stack sizes, which was somewhat revolutionary back in the day because most of the Poker material was written on limit hold'em games or written by players who came from a limit hold'em background where stacks are essentially irrelevant because you're never all in, or by cash game players who are used to playing very deep stacked where you're also never all in. And no one really thought in terms of stack size. And it's very important because here, I think this is a incredibly easy all-in for the 22 big blinds. Whereas if we had 35 big blinds, I'd be much more inclined to call or re-raise with the intention of calling an all-in. So where is the cutoff spot? Typically, I think when you have about 12 times your opponent's raise size or fewer chips, so in this spot, our opponent made it 40. If I had about 480,000 or fewer chips, I would be inclined to shove. Unless I have a hand that flops really, really, really well. However, if your opponent's loose and likely opening too many hands... You can actually shove with all sorts of stuff because the whenever it goes raise shove, the players in the blinds are both going to call the all in maybe five or six or seven percent of the time when they just have ace queen or better and pocket jacks are better, like right? A pretty strong range. So we're not really worried about those players calling too often. What we really want to do is figure out how often the initial raiser is going to call. And the way you do that is you take the initial raiser's range, and who knows what that is? Let's just suppose it's 50% of hands because the player's opening a lot of hands. And let's suppose they're going to call with only 10% of hands. So how often is your opponent going to call? Well, they're going to call 10 divided by 50, which is 20% of the time. That means that 80% of the time we win the pot. So what is the pot? The pot is the 20,000 big blind, the 10,000 small blind, my opponent's 40,000, and the antis. So that is going to be 40 60, 70, let's call it 80,000 chips. So 80% of the time we win 80,000 chips. You multiply those two by each other. That's 64,000 chips. Let's just remember that. 64,000 chips is how much we're profiting when our opponent folds. Now, how do we do when we shove and get called? Well, now we're going to be playing an all-in pot for about, let's just call it 1 million chips because we have 450,000. Our opponent's putting in 450,000. Then there's, well, I guess it's about 950,000. And we're going to have, let's say, 33% equity for simplicity. 
Ace Jack Suited is going to have a little bit more equity in some other hands because our opponent's going to call our shove with nines, eight, sevens that we're flipping against. So let's actually assume we have 35% equity. So we will be shoving for our, our um, 450,000. We'll get it all in and we will win this 900-ish thousand pot about 35% of the time, which means we're putting in 450 and we're going to get back on average about 300. You know, 900,000 times 0.35 is about 300,000. So that means on average, we're going to lose 150,000 chips when we shove and get called. That may sound terrible, right? However, how often does that happen? That happens about 20% of the time if our opponent's raising 50% of hands and calling with the top 10%. So now we take 150,000, our loss, multiply it, by how often that happens, 20%, and that comes out to 30,000 chips. So we take the amount we win when we shove and subtract the amount we lose when we get called, and that's going to tell us how much we're profiting. So we take the 64,000 we win when we shove and subtract the 30,000 that we lose when we get called, and we're going to profit 34,000 chips in this scenario on average. Now that's some very rough math, but 34,000 chips is a lot and certainly worth shoving. And in this scenario, laying out those numbers, we're actually going to need to shove quite wide. And that's because the opponent's raising 50% of hands, which may be unrealistic, and calling with 10% of hands, which may be a little bit too tight, but is often somewhat realistic. Um, So notice what happens if instead the opponent's only raising with 20% of hands and then calls with 10% of hands. Now half the time we steal the pot and the other half the time we lose. So instead of um, only losing 30,000 when we get called on average... We're now losing 75,000. So we would have that 64,000. Actually, it's not even 64,000 anymore because that goes from being multiplied by 80% down to uh, 50%. But as you can see, it would flip, essentially flip the numbers and now we would be losing by shoving, even with a hand as good as ace-jack suited. So what matters most in these short stack scenarios is how often you are going to get called by your opponent. If you can get called a lot, you need to shove very rarely or only with very strong hands that have a lot of equity. And when you're going to get called very rarely, you don't actually need a hand. You just need to be shoving a ton because your opponent's going to fold too much. I discussed this extensively in my first book, Secrets of Professional Tournament Poker, and I break it down again in my newest book, Mastering Small Stakes, No Limit Hold'em. You can find that at jlpoker.com slash mastering if you have not already checked it out. And I explain the math you know, a little bit more clearly. We have it all written out so that you can go through and figure out what you need to be doing in all these situations so that you don't have to guess if you should go all in with a stage jack suited. You will know. And knowing the right answer is way better than guessing about the right answer, which is what the majority of poker players do. They just think, oh yeah, ace jack suited is pretty good. I'm going to go all in. But they don't really think about their opponent's strategies. Anyway, here, we're against a loose aggressive lady and I guarantee you shoving is going to be profitable. Sometimes we're going to lose. Sometimes we're going to win. But what's going to happen is about probably 30% of the time we're going to get called here. And when we get called, we're probably going to be in okay shape. This time we do get called. We're against ace-king suited, which is not what we want to be against. We'd much rather be against a hand like tens or nines or eights. But sometimes you're going to run into it. And when you do, you're going to lose. So I do lose. And that's the end of this tournament run, which is sad and unfortunate, but part of life. I don't know what place I busted in, probably 12th or something like that. And 12th place does not pay the bills. One tough thing about tournaments is you can make very deep runs on a regular basis and still just break even or lose. And unfortunately, that's sort of been my story for the last few years where I've I've had a bunch of like 8th place through 12th place finishes in very, very, um, well, tournaments where first place is a lot of money. 
And there's not a whole lot you can do about it. You have to win in these spots and keep your head up when things go poorly because quite often things go poorly for quite a while. And when that happens, you just have to maintain sanity, stay strong, and just keep playing your absolute best, which I think I'm pretty good at doing it, or pretty good at doing. So that's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Let me know what you thought. This was a little bit of a more simple hand. We didn't have a ton to talk about, but we went through the math. And if you like more math-based topics, let me know. Or if you just want to see some poker hands, let me know that too. Thank you very much for watching. And I'll be back next week with another fun poker hand.